So yes, this is one of those things I don't enjoy doing, and that's um, talking about selling something or promoting something. But here I am. Um, I do have a book that I have released in the last few weeks um, that is part Lenten devotional, uh, part meditation or memoir on the death of my father, and and a lot about how our images or ideas about God change over time, and especially after going through an, a difficult experience. Uh, if any of that sounds like something you might be interested in, check out Unless a Grain of Wheat Falls, A Dying Father, A Changing Son, and A Lenten Journey. Uh, you can find it on Amazon.com. Um, if you happen to be local to me, you can hit me up, and I probably have some paperback copies that I could hand to you as well. You can't eat a whole pizza without cutting it into slices first. Part of an occasional series about phrases that this therapist finds himself repeating often. It's a reading from a Medium post from April 2nd. So as a clinician in private practice, one of the phrases that I frequently hear myself saying to older children and adolescents is this. You can't eat a whole pizza without cutting it into slices first. This phrase typically shows up when someone might be feeling a bit anxious and overwhelmed, perhaps perfectionistic and pressured. This phrase has even been trotted out to my own children, but my now adolescent son will argue with me about the nature of the pizza, of course, teenagers argue about nearly everything, but he claims he can eat a whole pizza without cutting it into slices. And then I say, that's not the point of the analogy. It's about taking things one step at a time. And he says, doesn't matter. I can do it. I can eat a whole pizza without slicing it. And then I take a deep breath. You see, there is a rationality to how our brains work under stress. Even when it feels irrational, there is a logic present. Remember that our brains have this internal survival mechanism, which is freeze, fight, flight. When we feel a strong stressor, say a tiger running at you, then our amygdala sends signals to our body to respond. Our heart rate increases, muscles tighten, breathing gets short and shallow, vision narrows, and thinking moves into an either-or, all-or-nothing style. It is this last part that gets tricky when we are overwhelmed, pressured, or stressed. You see, the ways in which our brains process information and solve problems changes. Even though someone else may look at this fresh-out-of-the-oven pepperoni pie and start wandering around trying to find a pizza slicer, when you are stressed-slash-pressured, it is challenging to think through all the options. There is a part of us that feels as if we need to eat the whole pizza. The whole pizza is all that we see in front of us. Problems feel more extreme, and our responses to them feel equally extreme. It is all or nothing. 
And if this were a question of survival, then this freeze-fight-flight system would be helpful. The system is much less helpful when trying to complete a science fair project or a paper by deadline. This system is also less than helpful when you're trying to, quote, fix your snarky adolescent. So you have to slice the pizza before you eat it. In cognitive therapy, we will sometimes talk about partializing the problem. This is the skill by which we look at a challenge, then see if we can break it into some smaller parts. Practically speaking, this could mean taking a school project and helping your child or adolescent think through the multiple steps that the project takes. Often this means taking a deep breath with your child. Also, that means calming your body and mind. Acknowledging that the project is frustrating. That means honoring the emotion. And then taking it step by step with them. Granted, when the frustrating project is your own child, we adults can move into that all-or-nothing place, too. We can begin to think that this child is either perfect or a total mess. And in those moments, too, we should take a deep breath, acknowledge our emotion, then move back into a more reasonable step-by-step place. Even when your own adolescent tells you that your therapy analogies don't matter. Breathe. Acknowledge you are frustrated. And then just write it word by word. As a note of explanation, I am a clinical social worker, and I work in a fairly rural area with few clinicians. So if you're a licensed mental health professional like me, it is a place where you can still make a good go of it in private practice. But what that also means is that you will work with a wide variety of people, even more so if you are willing to and competent working with children. For me, I see children, adolescents, and adults with a few older adults and couples thrown in, too. It can make for a fun and varied day in the office. If you're listening to this recording and it's helpful, I'm glad. But um, please know that listening to something like this, while it may be educational and helpful, is no substitute for seeing a clinician. So I hope that you're able to find somebody in your area that, uh, that you feel a good alliance with and can be helpful to you.